So, one of Osama bin Laden's former henchmen just got released a couple of days ago. And it's not because he did anything that good. It's actually because, and I cannot make this up, the judge deemed him to be too fat for jail. Like, at what point was being fat actually a thing that can get you released? Because at this point, if you want to commit a crime, all you have to do is just make sure you've gained a whole bunch of pounds, go commit your crime, then when the cops catch you, you just tell them that the boss can't hold you. Like, I honestly think this is probably one of the most interesting news that we've gotten all year. Not because he was Osama bin Laden's henchman, just the fat part. Granted, he is obese and he's been in there for like 21 years, so he's about 60 years old. So yes, maybe he's a little bit more prone to get corona and that might have been the main reason. But think about the fat part for a bit. Because at what point have you ever thought about someone getting released because they were fat? Because now imagine all the prison inmates that are into fat booty that used to love him and they were thinking that this guy, in as much as he was a terrorist, he was the bomb when it came to throwing that ass back. Because, you know, like it was a proper fat ass because it was like full of fat and everything. Like these guys are probably wailing in the prison cells, busy just complaining. Oh my goodness, I miss Abdel. Man, Abdel knew how to throw that ass back. Damn, that booty was nuclear, you know what I'm saying? Like I used to love that booty. Now he gone, because they thought that he was going to give us corona, but it was all right. Like, that was the booty that couldn't fit, man. And that was the booty that I liked, man. And then these guys are going to have to start worrying about skinnier people with smaller booty. I don't think I felt for inmates like I do right now, because they probably really enjoyed it. And they knew that he was there for life, because, you know, he's, he's, he's one of Bin Laden's henchmen. So they're probably going to not want to let him out ever. Because he, he, he might go and set off a bomb and in the prison, he was the bomb. So, you know, if things were going to go nuclear, they knew that they were going to go nuclear in a place that they liked it. But anyways, that aside, I don't want to give people any more inmate thoughts. Let's just start the podcast real quick. So, uh, welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast. Coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not intend on going to jail, so he will try and keep fit. He is a man whose favorite form of cardio is running his mouth. It is none other than I, your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, your weekly love, sex, and relationship show, which features me tackling some form of dating, relationships, or sex in a slightly deranged, highly uninformed manner. Or at least that's how some people like to say it. Now, of course, if you do feel like you have something that we should probably discuss, if you have that story that you think I should talk about, if you have that one thing that's itching in your mind that you feel like should be breaking down on Battle of the Sexes, the drill is pretty simple. You send it to the DMs of at Breaktime on Westside on IG. You can send it to the DMs of Breaktime on Westside on Facebook and on Twitter. You can slide it to my DMs personally at Bagaka the D, the B and the DR capital. Now, before I get into the main topic of the show, I do have to highlight something which I found to be very, very annoying. Look, I don't have anything against people who cloud chase. I don't have anything against people who are trying to make a trend or trying to ride a trend wave. But there's something about being obvious about it and showing that you're really, really trying to and you're trying a little bit too hard that just kind of pisses me off. 
Like I get a fuck ton of people will obviously want to be riding the wave and they'd want to be a part of the trend. Hell, that's what challenges kind of make up nowadays. But there's something about trying too hard that just looks bad on you. And the best example of this is some woman on on IG who I won't name. She's a celebrity musician. I'm not going to name her name because I don't want her to get the clout that she's so searching for. She picked up on a story that had kind of trended uh, the previous week where a certain radio presenter had spoken about how she couldn't date a man who plays a PlayStation and she ended up getting roasted for it by a certain gamer and YouTuber called DavyK17 and you know it became this very interesting thing that happened last week now musician lady decides to hop on this whole story and kind of ride the wave for a bit and mentions that she wouldn't either after dealing with an ex of hers that kind of did the same thing and she said that they are all and i quote broke immature jobless visionless futureless players liars cheaters and even physically abusive and i have to admit this kind of did piss me off to a certain extent because you kind of think about everything that she said here and it's most probably a lie. Because by the time you started broke, immature, jobless, visionless and futureless, you've probably already lost him. Because you've just decided to leave because he doesn't look like he's of any use and or benefit to you. By the time you're even moving towards the players, liars, cheaters and then you're getting to physically abusive, you're probably halfway into the next relationship. So I think that this is probably a pretty huge lie. I'm, I'm highly inclined to think that this is absolute BS. Yes, people who are victims of domestic violence should be believed, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But you kind of have to bring out the fact that some of these things that are said online are lies. Because you think about it. What gamer is going to try and be physically abusive with you when their most valued possession is their PlayStation or their Xbox or their PC which they use for gaming? Because... The minute you go and you start hitting the babe, if I happen to leave the house and she takes my console and breaks it, destroys my games, the physical copies at least, and then goes ahead to probably smash the TV or something of that sort, if she does any of that, then she's dead. Like, I'm not even gonna try and sugarcoat that one. She's finished. Done. Fine, I might not beat her, I might not kill her, but she'll definitely be out of my life. At what point am I going to try and hit a woman who clearly knows that the closest thing to my plums in terms of pain that I'd feel is her destroying my console. Now on top of that, she forgets that it's very hard for a gamer to be a player. Because in essence, there are already players. Yes, I know I'm playing around with the terminologies and everything, but think about it like this. If I'm too busy playing Tekken, if I'm too busy playing Mortal Kombat, if I'm too busy playing Call of Duty, if I'm too busy playing FIFA, what time do I have to go and start chasing someone else's vagina around? Like, is it's a little bit too much work for us gamers so we'd probably want to pull back from it and just focus on gaming because when it comes to gaming we get our satisfaction from succeeding and beating certain people and going up in the ranks like that's something that makes us more fulfilled we don't have the time to go and start cheating around on other women if we have a girlfriend we'll probably set back the only thing that the girlfriend can probably accuse us of is maybe neglect maybe we're being a little bit neglective as gamers yes i'm not exactly a gamer per se but i'm a seasoned player of the console so i think i do have a little bit of an understanding when it comes to gamers and gaming and yes i get it sometimes it's okay to pick up clout sometimes it's okay to ride the wave hell 
If you do it and it benefits you, then it's a good thing. But you honestly don't need to lie for it. You don't need to take it that far. And worse still, you don't need to put such a pathological lie. Actually, if she'd have just put that they're all broke, immature people that seem to be visionless, then that one would have worked just as well. But when you add the fact that they're cheaters and that they're physically abusive, now that's just going too far. And the thing with the cloud chase is, you don't even need to take it that far. You don't need to try that hard. Because once people realize that you're trying too hard, then it's gonna look like you're doing it out of an act of desperation which ends up lowering your standards as a person and then you're gonna have lower street grit. Like there has to be an art to the whole finesse of it. Like take for example Apple. We knew that the iPhone 6 was a bit of a ripoff. Especially when we found out that it cost roughly about $200 to make that phone and yet it was going for about $800. And no one had a problem with it. We were being finessed and were perfectly fine with it. People still wanted bought those iPhones. But wait until the bend gate happened. The Bengate clearly showed that they cut corners that they probably shouldn't have and then it ended up painting them in a bad light. But just like that, it kind of helps cement the idea that if you're gonna rip people off, do it in a finessing manner so that people don't necessarily have much of a problem even though they know it's actually happening. But anyways, we need to move it on to our topic of today but before we do that though, I know you're dying to continue the podcast you're currently listening to, but we have to interrupt your scheduled programming to bring you Sound Nation, delve into music ranging from hip-hop to rumba, rock to bongo, and much, much more. We shall review new albums as well as fresh singles whilst paying homage to the sounds of the past. Find our episodes on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast streaming platforms. Now on to our episode of today. So I was busy scrolling through IG and there was this post that I saw of someone who had kind of received quite a bit of a backlash when he posted this up on Facebook. So he writes, 23 years old, no kids, homeowner, car owner, business owner, BA in computer science slash business administration, looking for women whom are single, real hair, no kids, make a minimum of 120k annually, that's dollars. Uh, must be in shape, must own a home and a luxury vehicle, cannot weigh over 150 pounds. And obviously people were in the comments and they're like, oh, this guy can't get women, oh, blah, 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 he looks like this, he looks like that. And it did kind of hit me that this is the exact same way that women usually kind of have standards towards guys. And normally whenever they bring in such a thing and then you start asking them what it is that they have to offer, that's when you'd see them bring out this whole thing of, oh, I have real hair, no kids, I make this much annually, I'm in senior management or I own my own business, I have my own luxury car and I stay in my own place and it's luxurious. And at that point, you'd probably conclude that, you know what, she's probably worthy. She's probably worth getting that so-called high value man that she supposedly wants. But then you kind of pay attention to the fact that there's a lot of high class women, there's a lot of top level senior women that are single. And it kind of brings back this whole thing of how is it that they have all of this? You know, it seems like they've ticked all the boxes, but they're not getting the guys that they supposedly want. They're not getting the so-called high value top level guys that they supposedly wanted. And it kind of did strike me as a bit of a, a daunting question when I kind of thought about it, because, you know, why is it that uh, women are able to achieve all of this but still lack the guy? until I saw this whole thing about the high value woman. 
and yes i know i discussed the whole high value woman thing a little bit a couple of episodes ago i kind of debated on it and so on and it does kind of hit me that you know you kind of look at the ideas of the high value woman and there's a bit of a problem there because in as much as there's nothing wrong with being a high earning top level high status human being you do kind of have to ask yourself if that's something that your partner wants and yes i know there's women that are like oh you know it's not like i did this to get a partner but then again you kind of have to ask yourself then what was the idea of the high value woman coming from cuz you kind of think about it you know for guys the high value man was pretty simple you're trying to become the alpha male you're trying to seem like you're of better value you're of top tier value as opposed to i don't know your other guys so that you can get a mate yes guys would say that they do it for themselves you know go work out go make sure you're making good money and building yourself and you're able to i don't know uh, get yourself a good woman and get married and have kids and shit but you kind of think about it the whole idea of the high value man came from the desire to get a mate with women it doesn't exactly seem like it was rooted somewhere and then you kind of look at the details that surround being a high value woman and it kind of occurs to you that the ideas of being a high value woman came from the idea of being a high value man and yes you could say that there are a couple of differences here and there which are a bit more gender specific so stuff like filling up your wardrobe with clothes and shoes and shit maybe a little bit of traveling here and there but you kind of think about it and it's very easy to come to the conclusion that the high value woman came from the high value man and there's nothing that's really there to back it because for guys the high value man was backed on the idea of being able to get the best mate because ideally men always trying to get girls and girls want you know uh guys that are on an upper level because they are hypergamous so they want to go for someone above their level or on the same level so it made sense being a high value man there made sense but you kind of look at the idea of a high value woman yes you will achieve some level of freedom but what is it after because it was pretty easy to gauge where the whole idea of being a high value man and what it's after comes from because uh, a guy that works out stays fit stays healthy uh, is making good money is at the top of his profession or is a high class entrepreneur or business person and you know owns his own cars owns his own place you know he's making big bank and everything and he can support a family that all kind of makes sense because ideally men are supposed to be providers and and the idea of being a more resourceful human being makes you seem better attractively as a long-term partner so it made sense but the high value woman it doesn't look like it's properly making sense cuz yes i think as society we kind of fucked up we we made it look like what women bring to the table sometimes is pointless and intangible yet sometimes it's quite important cuz you think about it men's needs are very simple it's not like we really want a woman who's at the top of her career who's like a big time business owner making big bank or you know supposedly the most fit human being on the planet ideally we don't really want that see guys desires are a lot more simple the guy of today wants a pretty simple combination of roughly about four things one you have to have good looks as a lady cuz obviously we're going to introduce you to the boys and we don't want to look bad Uh two we want you to be supportive and caring because well we want someone that can back us up someone that has our back and can constantly push us to be better 
three makes us feel dominant and or like a king so allowing me to lead and seeming like i actually have a big say and that i can dominate a situation massages our ego and makes us feel better and lastly we want someone who knows how to throw it back so ideally we want someone who knows how to give it to us well in the bedroom that's it that's it that's those four things that we really want maybe you can add financial independence over there at the end and it can work for some of us but ideally it's not really like a given that's not a mandatory thing a lot of guys are very ready and willing to take up the bills because we're the ones that are socially required to be the providers in most societies women aren't expected to be providers per se so you kind of look at it and shorty's busy talking about how much she makes annually and you ask yourself does that really matter because yes it's good that you could make a million dollars a year that's perfectly okay it's good that you can make a couple of hundred thousand dollars a month you could make a couple of tens and thousands hundreds of thousands millions of dollars millions of kenya shillings even a month or a year but at the end of it is that really what we care about as guys and the truth is no we don't really care about that the so-called man that you want to get is interested in something very different you can own your own car and your own house and that's admirable by all means but this guy just wants someone who's good looking who's fairly supportive and caring and makes him feel like a king and you look at what makes up the women who've gotten to top positions like this and you find that a lot of the attributes that they have are predominantly masculine the whole idea of being aggressive the whole idea of of dominating the room and being in charge of people and supervising people is fairly masculine so it's not going to seem attractive to a man because a man wants something that's a little bit more feminine like that's just it and the thing is it's not like there's a lot of women that know how to switch coats and be masculine at work and feminine at home not all women are built like that so a lot of these women are gonna pull such a stunt they're gonna go be at the top of their level career-wise go and make all these loads of money and then suddenly feel bad when younger women when women that are doing way less are getting the guys that they want simply because they fail to see what it is that we actually want as guys and this is very easy to translate into even the people who are married but find themselves in a situation of infidelity because you'll find that you know it's two high status individuals that happen to be married together they kind of look like a power couple so it looks all nice and dandy and everything and you suddenly find that the man happens to be cheating on the woman and the truth of the matter is yes she looks like she's doing amazing she's a beautiful woman she's very well accomplished and she happens to be doing all of this and making all of this money but this guy is going for some young babe who happens to be taking money from him and not necessarily adding to it and the truth of the matter is it's not necessarily about her being younger and possibly more beautiful it's probably the kind of sex that she's giving but more so it's the fact that whenever this guy decides to go and treat out this babe and he knows he's gonna get the banging probably from the apartment that he's renting for her this woman's going to treat this man like a king kid you not she will call him daddy she will call him papi she will say my man she will massage his feet when he checks in she will ask him if he's hungry and if he is she'll have probably made sure that she made some food from the groceries that she bought with his money and feed him and she'll have probably made it well and he'll have enjoyed the food and when it comes time to ride she will want to take advantage of the fact that you probably might not have been giving him some in a couple of days and give him the ride of his life 
And guess what? This guy is gonna continue staying with this babe. He's gonna continue playing around with his side chick and hell, he might even turn her into a second wife. And when you as the main wife suddenly find out and then start losing it and start asking what it is that you didn't do, the truth of the matter will have been, while you were too busy chasing masculine desires and accomplishments, this other side chick was too busy being good and feminine and that was what your partner wanted. And in reality, for your partner, that's exactly what you should have been aiming for. Shouldn't have been aiming for the big figures or or the many accomplishments that are considered masculine. Sometimes just being more feminine is actually a good thing. So in conclusion, I'm not trying to tell ladies to stop trying to be high achievers and get to whatever top levels they feel like getting and getting whatever bank they want to get. But just remember that that's not necessarily what guys are interested in. It's okay if you want to get those for yourself, but just remember that for us guys, what we want from our women is probably nowhere related to that and it's definitely a hell of a lot simpler to get to. But anyways, I want to know your thoughts on this. Do you think the idea of the high value woman should be redefined so that it can have more feminine traits or do you think that I'm just wrong and I'm probably better and a misogynist? The DMs are open at Breaktime on Westside. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs at Bagaka the D. You can leave your comments and feedback there. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And for those of you all that are listening on CastBox, you can also drop your comments there. I will attend to them. And I will catch you guys on the next break. Take care.